Welcome to Pod Rocket. I'm Kate, the producer of Pod Rocket, and with me is developer advocate at JetBrains, Ebenezer Don. Hi, Ebenezer. How are you doing? Hi, Kate. I'm doing great today. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Good to see you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. So uh, maybe tell us a little about uh, you know your role and kind of you know what you're currently working on at, at JetBrains. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a developer advocate at JetBrains. Um, which means I do advocacy for developers. I get to create technical content about um, the, the fun thing about uh, my role as a developer advocate is like I can create content about basically anything I want in the um, front end in the JavaScript universe. So even outside of JavaScript, still in web development, I get to create content about that. So that's fun about my particular role. So I get to create technical content. Um, I get to also give feedback to the product team, talk about new products, interact with the developer community. And yeah, that's basically it. I give talks, represent JetBrains, um, represent WebStorm too, and show demos, talk about WebStorm and all the rest. So that's basically what I do as a developer advocate. And it's it's really nice. I've been, I've been here for about four months and I've enjoyed every moment of it. That's awesome. That's exciting. Um, I'm curious, how big is the developer advocacy team at JetBrains? Um, we're we pretty big compared to the... JetBrains has over 1,000 employees. So yeah, compared to the number of, uh, of employees in general, we're big. We have advocates for different um, products. So JetBrains has a lot of products like WebStorm. Um, we have PyCharm. We have the IntelliJ idea and all the rest. So we have advocates for these different products. Right now, I we are, we are two advocates in the WebStorm team, and then we also have other advocates in the different teams. So it's yeah, it's it's a fun with the the advocacy team in JetBrains. Um, I'm like a member of the advocacy team, and then each of us is a member of the different product teams. So I'm a member of the advocacy team and a member, and I'm a member of the WebStorm team. Very cool. Yeah, awesome. And can you just give like a brief overview of WebStorm and um? kind of what that is, how it works. Okay. All right. So yeah, WebStorm is um, the smartest JavaScript ID I've used. I've used um, a lot of products. I started When I started using WebStorm, it was difficult to go back to any other product. So it makes a lot of things easier, um, speeds up web devo- speeds up development in general. So even web development and backend Node.js development. So yeah, WebStorm is an awesome ID and that's what I've been using before I even became a WebStorm developer advocate. Very cool. And can you tell us a little bit about the content you've um, created? I, you've written for LogRocket. Um, and so I know you've written blogs and um, you have a YouTube channel. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I create technical content. I um, create content about the, the, the reason I'm a developer advocate is because first of all, I loved creating. I used to be, um, I used to work as a full-time software engineer, but I wasn't satisfied with what I was doing because I wanted to create and create and create, and I didn't have time for both of them. So I started with um, writing blogs and articles on my own. I was writing technical articles, JavaScript, Python, and I started writing for LogRocket. It's fun. LogRocket is the, I think is the only um, external, like not external um, blog. How do I put this? LogRocket is the only company I write for outside of my own personal blog. And I've written um, I've written articles about 
Rust. I've written articles about JavaScript. I've written articles about React. I've written articles about Python. So I like to learn. I like learning a lot of things. And whenever I learn, I like to talk about it because I get to see what other beginners see while I'm learning. And I don't want any other person to go through the same thing. So whenever I learn anything new, I try to document it so that it's going to be easy for other people, for other people to learn too. Yeah, that's uh, very cool. And um, I was actually just watching one of your YouTube channels and you were talking about how to learn a framework fast. Um, yeah. And it was really nice. It was organized very well. You talk about like, you know, how to integrate it, how to like look at components, um, authorization. Uh, I guess I'm curious, how long do you spend learning a framework? Um, so how long I spend learning the framework, uh, I'll say it's how long I spend building with it. So because I don't learn everything, I only learn what I need to do to build what I want to build. And that's my skill, that's my technique. Um, I don't sit down and say, I want to learn React and I start taking a five hour React course. Instead, I say, I want to learn React and I think about what I want to build with React and I start building. And while I'm building, I'm learning, going through the documentation, reading articles, watching videos, and I keep building what I'm building. So sometimes it can take weeks, it can take days, it can take months, but it doesn't mean I'm going to learn everything about this framework. It just means I got to learn the necessary things I needed to build what I needed to build. And if I need to build something else that requires another skill level in that same technology, I learn and then I build. So I wouldn't put this specific time range to how long it takes me to learn a framework. Yeah, that makes sense. And do is there like um, so? Do you like build a product, like build a project, complete it, and then you're like, okay, I want to make a YouTube video out of it, or do you kind of do it as like, do you, are you like, oh, this would be a good chance to make the YouTube video? Um, kind of what's that process? Yeah, it's 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 both. So sometimes when I'm um, building, when I'm participating in building a product, I encounter a problem, and I'm like, this this took me a while to solve. It means that there are other people out there who are trying to. Um, solve this problem. So I'm going to create a YouTube video about my solution. And some other times I just sit down and think, I have a, I have a content body where I um, think about what I'm going to create and what I want to build. And I write them down. So even if I've not done them before, I then go and learn how to do it. And I build that product and I decide I'm going to create a YouTube video about this. So sometimes I, I build from, sometimes I create from what I've already built and sometimes I build to create. Awesome. Um, yeah. And you do have a segment. Um, I think it's called uh, JavaScript libraries. Um, and you kind of talk about like kind of what's trendy. Um, I guess right now, if you had to like build a project today, I guess what would you pick and like what what stack would you have? What technology would you, would you use? Okay. If I want to build a product today, um, yeah, I'll just Next.js React and um, Firebase for backend. So Node.js, Firebase for backend, Next.js for React. And yep, that's that's what I'm going to choose right now. And that's because I, I've i used a lot of, I've used a lot of technologies even um, outside of JavaScript, but I find that to be, I find JavaScript to be the most, most straightforward, first of all, and then I find React to be the most flexible. So I'm in total control of whatever I'm doing. I'm not saying um, other frameworks are bad, but that's just my personal preference. And yeah, and I tried out Next.js. I've not been using Next.js for a long time, but I started using it. I started using it recently, and I started wondering why I've not been using it for a long time. So it's <laughs> it's really a nice, um, fun framework. I'm actually creating a tutorial on Next.js currently, 
So yeah, I've been enjoying. Yeah, I've been enjoying every part of next year so far. That's great. We just had a uh, Garamo Rauch on uh, a couple episodes ago, um, and then since then, I feel like we keep talking about next and um, you know a lot of courses and a lot of content around it. Um, so it's it's uh, very exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, what are you excited about uh, for like technology wise uh, in twenty twenty two? Twenty twenty two. I I think uh, I think um, Florida Web. So I'm I'm looking at Florida Web. I want to get you used to Florida Web, but the problem right now is um, server side rendering and um, server side generation. But that aside, I think that in a few years from now, in maybe two years, three years, there's going to be um, there's going to there's going to be there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Florida developers because we're going to need um, one application or one framework for everything. So I'm I'm seeing Florida Web. I'm also seeing that. Uh, I'm also looking at WebAssembly. I think that that's going to be, the, the, the community is growing and it's going to keep growing. So that's also out there in the JavaScript landscape. And Felt, Felt, has, Felt has been rising. I think it's going to, yeah, there are a lot of companies that are going to, um, going to adopt it next year. Even it's, it's already a big framework currently. So it's, it's going to keep growing. But I still think React is going to be there. <laughs> React is still going to be there. And more people start using um, Firebase for backends. It's big already, but a lot of people are still wondering, oh, do I need to do this um, host, um, server, use serverless applications and all the rest? So more people are still, more people are going to be going um, there. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, totally. We actually just had Rich Harris on as well. <laughs> that episode's going live soon. I'm um, talking about Svelte. Uh, very exciting. Um, one thing we did kind of get into was, you know, um, of course, comparing React and Svelte um, and um, uh, kind of the spectrum um, there is very interesting. Um, so tell us about uh, new dev and kind of, um, you know, some of the communities that you're that you're building. Yeah, so I started um, the new dev community. New dev community followed after my um, I, I I created I hosted a bootcamp or I organized a bootcamp, a software engineering bootcamp, which lasted for a while. And then after that, I started my full time job. And while I was working full time as a software engineer, I needed to go back to doing community work, do something outside of just working just writing code and um, pushing to production. So I started the new dev learning community, um, started with WhatsApp, WhatsApp group, and then we went on Slack and we started building products. So I used the avenue to teach people what I knew. So I, um, I taught people Node.js, how to work with teams too, because um, the focus is on new developers, first of all, before other developers. So I know that there are so many people out there who are going to look for jobs. But they don't have to work with teams, um, version control, how to how, how to communicate in teams and all the rest. So I use the avenue to teach people and help them contribute to open source. So so many people use new dev to contribute to their first open source projects. And that was what we did. We were building and building new dev. And I had to put the project on post because I needed to work on other things too. But I decided that, yeah, we've been doing these very serious um, writing code and communication as a team and everyday standups and all the rest. But we can have like virtual conferences, maybe 
once a month or once in three months and all the rest, and we can have physical workshops. So that's where we're at right now. We don't do so much coding anymore, but we still organize virtual workshops and physical workshops. There's the one we just did um, in August. That was last month. Yeah, it was a physical workshop and it went really well where we taught people about accessibility, um, PWA, going back to the basics of web development and all the rest. So that's what we do at New Dev. And it's something that makes me happy because this time around, I get to give um, to a community without asking for anything in return. Very cool. And if our listeners want to get involved, um, uh, I believe it's, uh, what's, how, how do they find it? So we have a Facebook group currently. I don't know if we have, a, I have a, a simple URL. Don't, but I'm going to share it with you. And then New Dev is also on Twitter. So my um, New Dev handle on Twitter is at Tim New Dev. Yep. So you can get that um, cool. through the Twitter handle. You can also connect with me, send me a message, and I'm going to add you directly. Cool. And we'll add all that uh, in, in the show notes as well. Thank you. Uh, so Ebenezer, can you tell us about uh, your bootcamp, Scale Up Africa? No, Scale Up Africa is not my bootcamp, but I'm a technical instructor and mentor um, in Scale Up Africa. I'm currently not partic not participating as much as I used to before I started my full-time role. But it's it's really an amazing bootcamp. It's, a, um, it's an NGO. And when I taught my class, it was really interesting. Every day I spent one hour with the students and I helped. I got to see people, see people grow from being beginners to getting a job as software engineers. So people who didn't know anything about HTML or CSS. And every day we learned, made corrections, learned and learned and learned. And a lot of my students right now are working as software engineers already, which is really amazing. So that's what we do. And I'm really glad I'm part of the team there. Very cool. And Ebenezer, is there anything um, you'd like our listeners to know or go look at? Yeah, please check out my YouTube channel. I create um, technical courses, software engineering um, courses, tutorials, and all the rest. But besides that, I also create videos where I just talk, like the last one I created. And I have um, a Getting Started with Software Engineering guide where I get to answer some questions that bothered me when I was still learning how to code. And I, I work with a lot of new developers too. So, so many things I see, I talk about them there. So if you're getting started with software engineering, you check out the getting started with software engineering playlist. I'm sure you'll see um, a lot of good advice for you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ebenezer. It's been great. And um, we'll see you around. Thank you very much, Kate. This was nice. Thanks for listening to PodRocket. Find us at PodRocketPod on Twitter, or you could always email me, even though that's not a popular option. It's brian at LogRocket.